finding hidden treasures, traveling to Tampa Bay's diverse communities and neighborhoods, discovering the sights, sounds, and taste of the region, experiencing history and culture. I'm your host, Serena Fazan, and we are Unlocking Tampa Bay. Hi everyone, I'm Serena Fazan and welcome to this episode of Unlocking Tampa Bay. I am joined with President and CEO Santiago Corrada. Santiago, it's so good to see you. As always, ready for another great podcast show, huh? There is so much happening. I am just, I go grow more and more proud of Tampa. What's happening now? Well, you know, we've, uh, we've had some great things happen, uh, you know, in, in the not too distant past. You know, we just came back from Toronto where we had Destinations International. And that's a gathering of all the thought leaders from around the world. I think they had 19 countries represented. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm humbled that I'm going on the board of Destinations International. And we did a presentation on accessibility. Congratulations. Well, <laughs> the, the presentation was, was what we were really proud of because it really speaks to, you know, uh, we've been a pioneer in a number of areas and now we're really, uh, you know, a groundbreaker when it comes to talking about accessibility. You did a podcast uh, not too long ago uh, about our efforts to make sure that we're addressing uh, any inadequacies as far as uh, accessibility uh, for individuals that have or may have a disability. So that presentation was great. In fact, it led to a number of other interviews and articles uh, being written. Uh, but more importantly, you know, we're working on bringing that big convention to Tampa. So whenever we participate in a convention, we're really there for a number of reasons. Yes, we want to learn, we want to grow, we want to be a part of the industry, but we're really looking at bringing that home and having that convention. So hopefully uh, in the next few years, we'll host a Destinations International Conference uh, and we'd be proud to host, you know, over 19 countries in our industry coming here to Tampa. So that just happened. You know, we've got USA Gymnastics, which we've been talking about for a few podcasts. That's coming up here uh, shortly. And so just a lot of excitement. You know, we announced a new women and men's uh, professional soccer team Okay. Right, uh, the strikers, oh. and you've had uh, their new head <laughs> oh. coach on on one of your shows. Okay, wait for it. It's Automatica Grammatica, Martin Grammatica. <laughs> you know, uh, you know what a what a, a known name in Tampa and Hillsborough County. So you know, really exciting that uh, you know another one of our great venues. I know you're 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 visiting a few in this show, uh, but you know the Yangling Center is now going to be a focus for those professional teams, the men and women's soccer team, uh, and so that brings a different level of exposure for that North Tampa area uh, in and around Bush Gardens. So very, very exciting to, to have a women's professional team. You know, we've, we've had men's professional teams, but now to have a women's professional team is super exciting because again, you know, we can address a different audience, uh, not just soccer players, but young ladies who want to play soccer. So that's super exciting. Well, it seems like, I mean, there's so much happening, right? More conventions, this, what you're talking about. And also talk to us about Dr. Clayton's birthday and giving back to yeah, the community. Yeah, you know, Dr. Clayton, a civil rights leader, uh, was there with Do Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, she has kind of made Tampa her second home. You know, she's from the Atlanta area, but started celebrating her birthday here uh, and bringing dignitaries from all over the world, all over the country to her uh, exciting celebrations. And so to have someone 
uh, of that magnitude uh, call Tampa her second home and celebrate, you know, milestones here is uh, is is very, very uh, satisfying. So we're super excited to welcome her back for her next birthday celebration. So, Santiago, though, talk about her birthday. because This is not a typical birthday party. No, you know, she she brings friends from all over the country. It's almost a convention, right? A mini convention. And then they get back to the community. So she's she's about giving back. And if you've ever had a chance to spend some time with her, and I've been fortunate to spend to have spent a lot of time with her over the last few years since she's been coming to Tampa, you know, rarely do we meet uh, people that are great human beings. You know, they, they, they may be great president CEOs or teachers or police officers or, or soccer coaches or football <laughs> coaches, but, you know, a great human being to the core, I think sometimes it's hard to find. And when you spend time around her, you really feel like you're around a great human being. And so just, you know, her, her candor, her experiences, her soul, her spirit, all great to be around. And so I am always excited when she's in town. If I'm, uh, if I'm in town, I see her uh, and we, we share uh, some time together and you always walk away feeling like uh, she's added to your spirit, to your soul. Well, what a compliment to have her here. And Absolutely. a huge compliment to Tampa. Tampa clearly is no stranger to so many big events. You know, we've been very, very fortunate. You know, we've been home to many, many big events. You know, the convention center hosts, you know, 300 or more events a year. Uh, and, you know, like I said, we're having Comic-Con, but big conventions. They've been the home to the Republican National Convention. They've been a media center for the Super Bowl, uh, media center for the Republican National Convention. They hosted some International Indian Film Award events. But, you know, you talk about Shriners and you talk about military conventions and societies, uh, you know, all sizes, all shapes, very accommodating. And then, you know, the Florida State Fairgrounds. You know, we, we're, we're blessed that we can have these events because we have so many venues. And I know I'm going to forget some, but when you start thinking about Ray J and Amelie Arena and the Yangling Center and the Convention Center and the Fairgrounds, and then you talk about the Tampa Theater or the Performing Arts Center or some of our major events parks, you have a lot to work with. And so we're able to bring events that we can spread out all over town or we can have in a centralized location. And so Convention Center is incredible. The Florida State Fairgrounds, you know, they've been the home to the Florida State Fair for 118 wow. years. You know, you talk about a legacy, half a million people visit the fair during, during its, its time in town. Uh, and you know, what an economic driver, you know, year round, uh, from Florida's largest home show to reptile shows to gun shows. I mean, uh, the fair, uh, shows that deal with agriculture. You know, mm -hmm. you, you've met Cheryl uh, Flood who runs uh, the fairgrounds, you know, fifth generation Floridian, knows agriculture, uh, just a tremendous person uh, to run the fairs, done a, a, an incredible job for, I think, the last six years or so. And so understands the economic impact of the fair. I think, you know, 152 million plus a year in economic benefit. Uh, and so we're blessed. You know, when you have those many venues, uh, you can really bring a lot of events to town. And we have been known for putting on some big events here in Hillsborough County. It never stops. You're not kidding. And, you, you know, when you were talking about Dr. Clayton earlier, Cheryl Flood 
is amazing too. What a superstar she is. So we're going to talk to her now because it was so interesting to learn. There is so much going on at the Florida State Fair. It's not just the fair coming up in February. No, the concerts there are phenomenal at the amphitheater. I mean, you know, I I drive I-4 often and look at the marquee to see what's happening. And there's always something happening there. And, you know, the variety of events and the variety of people that are drawn to the fairgrounds, uh, you know, add to, to our, our character here that, you know, we can accommodate just about anybody who wants to come here and see something. Well, on this episode of Unlocking Tampa Bay, I'm excited yeah. for people to get to know Cheryl a little bit more. And Santiago, I also got to make a candle. So are you ready to watch? <laughs> I, I hope the candle looks good. You know, it does. It's, it's, okay. Uh, it's, not, it's not crooked. It's not crooked. I did, I, okay. I did an okay job. It's not job. an artistic candle. No, oh, okay. I did an okay job. Yeah. <laughs> and we are here with Cheryl Flood, the CEO of the Florida State Fairgrounds. Cheryl, it is so nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I love talking to incredible women. You are the first female CEO uh, of the Florida State Fair. I am. So I tell am. us about yourself. So I grew up in agriculture. My family was in the cattle ranching business. I'm fifth generation Floridian. I uh, worked for several commissioners of agriculture and was appointed here in the interim and ended up staying here at the Florida State Fair full time. You know, I have to say the Florida State Fair brings back so many wonderful memories it for does. me personally. Um, but the fair is actually in February and here we are in August. Mm-hmm. So. What happens between now and the fair? And tell us where we are. This is called Cracker Country. It is. So we host over 250 events across the fairgrounds throughout the year. So we are year-round. We're busy here on the grounds. Today we're here in Cracker Country. Um, it was. It's around the late 1800s to early 1900s. It's the Florida's Living History Museum. It was created by the Carleton Foundation. So we have school tours here throughout the year. We have um, special events, Museum Day, Christmas in the Country, several special events, and then during the fair. The public can come in for free throughout the 12-day run of the fair. You know, I have to say, in my 20 years of living here, shame on me, I have not been to this area, and I love it. It's a treasure. Total treasure. (laughs) What are we doing? This is, we're in front of, I love candles as well. Uh So this is what, a candle making station? It is. So this is what the kids will get the opportunity to do. This was something that they did back in the period for light. And basically, we're going to make a candle today. So this is beeswax. Um, Of course, bees are an important commodity of agriculture and pollination and and production agriculture. So what you're going to do is you're just going to put the candle here on the end of the stick. Okay. Whoops, I just dropped it. Sorry. Uh, here we go. Make sure you get it in there good. Okay. Got it. Okay. Got it. And then we're going to take it and we're just going to drop it in to the beeswax. Pull it wow. in. Pull it up. And you can see it's getting larger at the end of the candle. Yes. And how fun. So everybody gets to do this. They do. So it's an important part. We're very hands-on. We want the kids to learn what life was back like in the late 1800s, early 1900s. So we feel it's important for the kids to actually do something and, and be able to feel and see and actually be a part of creating something. So before we go into talking about the fair, speaking of components, the livestock component is very significant here. Can you talk about that? As it well? is. It is. So I grew up showing cattle here at this fair. Wow! I did. It was so fun. I have such great memories as a kid here. And look, we're in the business of creating memories for families. And these kids, they start with these animal projects very young, and it's it's like a generational thing for these families. They come to the fairgrounds. They they work all year long for these projects, and they come and showcase their projects during the fair. So they come and they show their cattle. It teaches them responsibility. It teaches them how to manage the 
budgets and finances, and then they come to the fair and show their animal. That's wonderful. Okay, so back to the candle now. Oh. Do we keep on doing this, or how, how much longer? It's so fun. I think we're getting close. How can you tell? So see how it's getting a little thicker at mm -hmm. the end? Mm -hmm. So there we go. So we just continue to dip our candles. So keep it out for just a little okay. bit. Okay, all right. There we go. All right, so as we keep it out, now let's talk about the fair. What an honor and privilege, right, Cheryl, to have the Florida State Fair in Hillsborough County, in the Tampa Bay area. From the very beginning, from the very beginning. So we are celebrating this year 119 years right here in Tampa Bay. What a privilege. I mean, we've been in this community for years. We used to be downtown where the University of Tampa sits today. And then in the 1976, we move out to this property, which is great. I-4 and uh, 301 prime property. We have over 336 acres here, and we have this rich history that we've established here. What does that say about Tampa Bay that we are chosen to host the Florida State Fair? You know, I think long ago, the we were part of Gasparilla. So there's just this long history of knowing that Tampa's the place that people want to be, and it's the center of the state. So people come to the State Fair from all over the state, and it's a central location. It's got such pride and such history here. So Cheryl, how many people head to the fair every year? So we really run about 450,000 visitors to the gate. So about a half a million people between the exhibitors and the people that are on property. So we have about a half a million people annually. And they come from all over. They do, statewide, you know, even out of state. We have a lot of out of state guests as well that come here. I have so many questions still about the fair, but we should do one last sure. dip of the candle, yeah. right? Yeah. And I get to take this home, don't I? Yes, you get to take it <laughs> home. So fun. Okay, so now yes. we'll let it sit yes. and rest over here. Perfect. Yes. Okay, so I told you I do have a love for candles, but I've also put on the record several times that I don't eat to live, I live to eat. And the fair is always known for such great food. <laughs> It is, we've got so much food. We have over 200 vendors. You can come to the fairgrounds and eat any kind of type of food you want, from sweet to salty. We've got weird, crazy food as well. Uh, anything from pickle pizza to funnel cake tacos to any type of certain types of wines and beers and stuff that are special and unique to the Florida State Fair. So Cheryl, let me ask you, like every year it seems, like you know, you have, you know, the fried Oreos and you have certain foods that you can always find, but every year there's always some unique options. Yeah. How do you guys choose that? So what we do is we get our concessionaires to send us their new, new unique foods and what we normally have is the public vote on what they think is the coolest and most unique food for that specific fair. How much fun, and do you guys, does the team get to do a little taste test? We before? do a lot of taste <laughs> testing, probably way too much. Well, I mean, believe me, that's one of my most favorite parts. And then, of course, the rides. Yes. How many rides are there at the fair? So we are one of the largest um, midways in North America. We have over 90-plus rides. Any, any way can we go from 90 to 120? It just depends on the year. But we are a very large midway, and people in Tampa love to ride at the Florida State Fair. What are some of your favorite memories of the fair? You know, growing up in agriculture, of course, the animals and livestock is my favorite. And you know, it's about tradition, it's about family, it's about making memories, coming here on property, and that's what all of our staff live for every day, is to make sure that when people come here, they have a pleasant time and they leave with an experience. You know, 
There's so much happening here, as you and I have talked about, mm -hmm. here in Cracker Country, and we're, you know, as we make our candles. But there are some other big events, mm -hmm. too, that happen throughout the year. In fact, I've been here for a governor's luncheon. Yes. Can you talk always about opening that? Day. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Can you talk about that? So, opening day of the fair is always Heroes Day. So, we let all first responders, law enforcement, medical personnel into the fair for free on opening day. We want to start our fair honoring those heroes in our community. Again, we're all about community. And as part of that day, we have a Governor's Day luncheon, so all of we we host the governor, the cabinet, and over 800 of the community leaders come and open the fair at noon for the nice luncheon. Why do you feel that is so important? It is because it you know it's about patriotism, it's about country, it's about community, and that's what the state fair is about: is serving our community. And having been here right here in Tampa Bay for 119 years, we want to make sure our Tampa Bay leaders come out and really help us start and launch our state fair for the year. Tell us some of the other special days um, during the fair. Yeah, so we do, We like I said, we do Heroes Day, mm -hmm. which is free. We have a family day where we allow kids to come in for free. Uh, we have This year we're going to have $3 Thursday, which we're going to have $3 admission, $3 rides, and $3 food sampling. So each year we launch promotions right ahead of the fair. So go to our website, floridastatefair.com, uh, a couple months before fair, and you'll be able to see what we're going to do this year. It's going to be very exciting. We can't wait for that. So in the meantime, what can we expect between now and the fair. We've been planning for a year, so we're lining up all of our entertainment, lining up all of our rides, lining up all of our concessionaires. Kids are applying online to participate at the fair. We're going to have a community stage, so anyone that wants to come to the state fair and host and, and perform at the state fair, we've got a place for you. So every we're getting information out right now, and come you know September, October, we're going to start making announcements leading into fair of all the great things that we're going to have this year. And again, it gets bigger and better every single year. And in the meantime, too, will there be school tours once school starts? And there will like be. That? Yep, Cracker Country hosts school tours throughout the year. Go to the, the FloridaStateFair.com and click on Cracker Country, and you'll you can apply and be able to bring school programs out here and in schools. We we host over twenty five thousand school kids here annually here at the grounds through our school programming. That's so wonderful. And again, you know, I started out with the show saying. It's wonderful to talk to inspiring women oh, and incredible you. leaders. Thank you. Is there anything that it's true? Is there anything that you would like to add that I did not ask you? You know, I would just tell you that we've got a great staff here. They work year round to again, when you come to our grounds, we want to make sure you have a good customer experience. We want we're in the people business. We want to make sure that the Tampa Bay community loves coming out here. We have events throughout the year. I encourage you to check our website and see what we have. Every single weekend and during the week we have events and it's all types of we have the R V show, we've got boat show, we've got Jurassic Quest, we've got all types of consumer shows. Come out and see us. We want to see your faces and we want you to develop great memories here. Well, that's why, too, we were so passionate about doing the show in August because we want our wonderful community to know right. that the Florida State Fairgrounds are open for that's so many right. events all, right. year, all year round. All year round. Thank you so much for your hard work. And oh, thank you. Thank you so, and your team, and thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. So, San Diego told you. Didn't the candle come out okay? <laughs> the candle looked great. <laughs> and uh, Cheryl, Cheryl is, is such a, uh, an asset to our community. So I'm glad you got to spend some time with her. And you actually got to spend some time at one of my favorite locations. Uh, and Cracker that's, Country. Uh, you know, oh, you, talk about, you talk about <laughs> stepping back in time, you know, and visiting some of those old buildings that were relocated. 
that that are the actual places that were relocated to one one location and to walk from from house to house building to building with those beautiful trees it's one of my favorite places. every year i go to the fair and i have to go to cracker country and uh it is just one of those places where you can close your eyes and open them and and, and not really be in this time or place so uh cracker country uh, you know, again, it's the variety of experiences and things you can do here. And uh, that one speaks to that variety of experiences. It's 100%. And especially the educational aspect. I know your daughter is older, but as many people know, I have a 15-year-old. And to see Cracker Country and see the way people live, yeah. it is, it's magical, as you said. It, it, it's, it's amazing. If you've never gone or if you're a visitor and have some time and, and check when it's open, because I know uh, it's not open all the time, it is a definite not miss uh, because it really speaks to the roots and the history of Florida. You know, again, we said the Florida State Fairgrounds turns 119 uh, when it opens up again. And as, as you were mentioning, one of the oldest fairs in the country, if mm -hmm. not the oldest. And so to have Cracker Country there at the site of the oldest state fair is just a great combination. And, and again, you know, we've mentioned some of the great assets that we have, some of the great venues. You know, you talk about Plant City and you talk about the Strawberry Festival and the fairgrounds there. You know, we're blind. We have three fairgrounds here. You know, we it's have amazing. the state fairground. We have the Strawberry uh, Festival fairground and we have the Hillsborough County fairground. So when you think about uh, an area, a city, a county that has three fairgrounds where we can have events of all different types and shapes, uh, that's phenomenal for us as, you know, destination leaders, destination marketers, planners, event holders, event uh, competitors, you know, to be able to have at our disposal uh, those kinds of facilities, you know, we could have three major things happening at three major fairgrounds at one time uh, or spread out however we want to do it. So uh, it's phenomenal that uh, we get to spotlight uh, the Florida State Fairgrounds and Cheryl and the great job they do and the huge economic impact. You know? I wanted to talk to you about that. I mean, yeah. talk to us about that economic impact is huge. It affects everybody, even if they go to a fair or not. Right. You know, when you think about over 150 million or over 160 million in economic impact and you and you talk about, you know, what that means, that means goods that are sold. That means vendors that make a living. That means employees that are hired or are a part of the process or people coming and spending uh, with those vendors or on accommodations or going out to eat and, and the sales tax that's involved. You know, we often talk about, you know, the tourism tax or people staying in hotels, but you know, a lot of that economic impact at the fair is about sales tax and the sales tax that goes to the state and then trickles its way back to the local government and it means we don't have an income tax. So again, it's that huge economic impact that uh, we so often neglect uh, with the work that we do and that our partners like the fairgrounds does. And as we, everybody benefits. And you know, I said earlier, even if you don't go to the fair, but you have to go to at least one of the fairs in Tampa. Oh my gosh, you'd be missing out on so much. Oh my gosh, I mean, the the Florida State Fair is is something not to be missed. You know, that agricultural component, the vendors, the rides, the educational piece of it, where you know our young people in the schools create projects and and they're on display. 
uh, and and it's just you know this atmosphere that uh, that uh, is hard to duplicate uh, anywhere else. So when you're there, you're immersed right in in that whole fair scene. So whether you know you're having you know some weird burger <laughs> or some crazy chicken leg, or you're getting on uh-huh. you know some ride, hopefully not after you've eaten all that food. <laughs> you know it's that whole atmosphere uh, which is just you know I love going to the fair every year. I don't think I've missed it once since I've been here now almost 20 years and it is just always a great time and it's one of those things that has the nostalgia piece to it but there's always some something new with it Mm -hmm. so i i always enjoy it it's uh, always around february i think uh usually it's you know early part of february Mm -hmm. beautiful weather you you kind of yes and the weather cooperates so you kind of you know make sure you circle the calendar for the dates uh when it's going to be around well, speaking of the fair, because I saved the best part for last, that I love this show and I learned so much on this show and it makes me even more proud of Tampa. How about Tampa, the Florida State Fair, is the first fair in the entire country. Like, we set, we set the stage. Well, you know, it's, it's again, we, we mentioned 119 years, mm-hmm. right? So I hope it's the oldest at 119. Uh, but again, it's, it's that legacy. And it's Tampa, you know. Tampa is the home for Florida's fair. And, and that's saying something. You know, the fair could have been anywhere uh, for the state. Mm-hmm. And it, its home is Tampa. It's been its home. Uh, and again, uh, just another reason to come and visit Tampa. And what's good for visitors is good for locals, right? So, you know, the fair doesn't say only visitors, <laughs> only locals. The fair says, come on, come all. And so it's great to be able to have an event like that every year you can depend on. Uh, that highlights, you know, Tampa, Hillsborough County. It was so much fun to learn so much more about it. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up the show, what what can we expect coming up? You know, it's it's the summer, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're doing very very well, still doing very very well. But you know, it, the reminder is that the rest of the country is now open for business, and uh, every destination is out there hungry to draw visitors. So we're in our summer campaign, where we're out there talking about. Uh, visitors coming here to enjoy a summer vacation and have a great time uh, in the region, but most specifically in Tampa Hillsborough County. Uh, And obviously, you know, you did, you know, the month of July was Disability Pride Month and all things Mm -hmm. around making sure that accessibility is right here. Uh, And so, you know, we're kind of sort of in the middle of the summer uh and we'll see how the summer uh looks at the end but we've got some you know great groups coming to town great conventions obviously in august we have the gymnastics uh usa gymnastics in town so lots of excitement going into the summer and you know it's the summer months (laughs) it's uh, it's always interesting with the weather and and how that works out for us but we're we're super optimistic that it's going to be a great summer and uh like I've always said, you're going to have lots of things to talk about because uh, you can never cover everything we have to offer. Well, we so enjoy it, Santiago. And thank you so much for thank spending you. all this time with us. Thank you. Until next time, we're unlocking Tampa Bay. Stay safe, everyone. To learn more about Visit Tampa Bay and the adventures that await you, visit www.visittampabay.com or follow at Visit Tampa Bay on social media.